when I say digital entrepreneur, like everyone's a digital entrepreneur. Even if you own a brick and mortar and you have a digital part of your business, we're all digital entrepreneurs. But we get so stuck in the wording. I don't have a clear message. My branding's not correct, right? Like my funnels don't work. And what, are those, what does your message actually mean? What is that that you want other people to know? That's all it means. So I always say to my clients, what is that one deep, dark place in your gut that houses what you need the world to understand about how you feel about life? Like, what is that deep, deep down feeling? What's the thing that you find yourself thinking about when you can't sleep? I need the world to understand that you can create your own opportunities for success. And if you listen to me well enough or long enough, you hear me say it all the time. So let's figure out what that message is. Hey, it's Margot Tantow here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. I am so glad you're here. I've spent decades working with artists and being one myself. I've spent time in the trenches, figuring out the best way to get something made, how to put oneself out there, how to get your work noticed, and pull yourself up and face the next challenge. Windowsill Chats brings you creativity from a global perspective, as I talk in depth to friends I've met along the way. I'm here to bring their stories to you, as well as a few of my own, and see if there's anything you can pull out for yourself. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee or a glass of wine and join me over in my sunny windowsill. Yes, I need your trouble. Welcome back to Windowsill Chats. I am so glad that you are here and I have a great one to bring to you today. My very smart and clever friend, Beth Nydick, who is all about the PR. When it comes to visibility and how to stand out online, you must know Beth. She is a media and visibility expert, a publicity strategist, and founder of Beth Nydick Media. She's a former TV producer and New Jersey-based publicity and business strategist, to be exact. She's an expert who develops entrepreneurs and media personalities to go from undiscovered to unforgettable. Now, you might be thinking, oh, that's not me. I'm, I'm way not there yet. But But I know a few of you have taken Beth's workshops and found out that it's really not about like, oh, jumping straight into the TV biz of things. It's about getting involved in social media and getting your name in front of people. And guess what? She's here to get you excited about that. Beth has been featured in Oprah, Parade, Forbes, Inc., Nylon Magazine, Tory Birch and Better Homes and Gardens. She has also appeared on the Dr. Oz show, The Chew, The Tonight Show, and recently The Drew Barrymore Show. Beth is also the co-author of the top-rated cookbook, Clean Cocktails, 
Righteous Recipes for the Modern Mixologist, which has opened a lot of doors for her as well. She's just a clever girl, I tell you. She lives in New Jersey with her two wonderful boys, two pit bulls, and her hubby of 22 years. And she takes advantage of the local fruit to make her wonderful cocktails and being close to New York to get all into the media and takes advantage of the internet to get in front of you. So I am super Super glad to bring you Beth Nidek once again, because early on in windowsill chats, we interviewed each other. So you can go back and find that one. But I think you'll be inspired when you hear Beth today and when you can stop and check out her website, because she is always offering something really, really worth it. Without further ado, here is my lovely friend, Beth Nidek. So Ms. Beth Nidek, so nice to have you back on the chat. Yes, I'm so glad to hear. I love, I honestly, I. I am inspired. Every time I listen to one of your podcasts, I am inspired to be more creative. And it gives me those hints of when we tell ourselves that we're not creative people, how right. we're really all very creative people. You know, this has been a reoccurring subject and I love it so much because <laughs> I, I just think it's a, you know, those of us who have chosen creative as a career, even give ourselves such grief about it. Like, oh, I can't do that. Or, oh, I, I am not as good as that person over there, but I really feel like everybody has creative in it in them. So those of us who are claiming it really have to have to just go there. Totally go there. And, you know, I think for me, it's like, I'm not, you don't want to see my stick figures. You know, my doodles are not going to be placed anywhere, but that doesn't mean that I'm not creative. And I, I feel like I, me, and I'm sure other people that are listening to get stuck in that, like, well, if I can't create this kind of art, right. But then I remember like Pollock, one of my, is one of my favorite artists because the haphazardness of his art. Mm -hmm. And when you look at it, it's not, you can't just recreate what he did. Like there was really an effortlessness to it that I think is interesting that if we just took that into what we do, because mm. as in PR, my, I'm, my, I'm all creative. Yes. I'm not, heck yes. You know, like with paints and stuff, but I'm creative with the words and the positioning and the stuff that I'm doing. Um, and that's honestly, if I could, <laughs> look, I'll just tell the world, if I could just sit and brainstorm about people's messaging or placement or story, like that's my favorite thing to do. It's when you have to like do the other stuff. It's not as much fun. <laughs> no, it's, it's true. And, and, and I love what you said about that because it really is, you know, I went to school to be a graphic artist, but that's not what I ended up doing with my career. But my, because I don't think we know how, how all the different options that are there for us, mm -hmm. like PR, you have to be, not only do you have to be creative, you have to be all sorts of things. You have to be a negotiator. You have to think on your feet. <laughs> you have to be a trendsetter. You have to be plugged in and aware. And, you know, I think all of that's really exciting. Mostly very exciting, sometimes exhausting, but very exciting um, in that way that it is, for me, it's tangible. I can feel it when I'm like, when it's moving and I'm doing it right, or I see somebody that's on TV or, you know, I play some of my clients um, that piece gets, I get so jazzed up about the, that piece of it. And the piece where it's like that person now feels like they're what we've created for them. You know, it's mm -hmm. almost stepping into your message as stepping into your media message, stepping into your expertise. Cause I tell you, Margo, I'm feel, I feel like you hear this a lot too. Like, well, I'm not an expert. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And my response sure. is always, are you an expert of your experience? And of course they go, of course I am. Well, like, yeah. guess what lady, you're an expert. Yeah. You know, the same thing with being creative. Like you don't have to be a creative, you don't have to be a graphic designer, a painter, a sculptor, a textile creator, right? You can be creative with food. You can mm -hmm. be creative with, mm -hmm. you know, your hair. 
Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, but you know, and I think PR is one of those things that we, it's kind of a hairy, scary thing. PR. It, mm-hmm. it seems like, Oh, I can't afford that. Or, Oh, I don't know about that. Or, Oh, I'll do my own thing. Or, Oh, I'm just going to post three days in a row and that'll do it. So, you know, I like dissect PR a little bit for me. Like how I feel like uh, here's another thing i I'm saying this for me, like, it feels like something that big companies do. Like, how does that relate to the everyday, you know, person? So I appreciate that because my definition of public relations and what I really do is creating the opportunity for success for yourself through visibility. So my first ever, ever live TV segment was at my my town's high school TV station. I used to go in there and make dinners and make, you know, make food and make cocktails and do all that stuff. I would go to my temple and I would do the same thing. Like that is PR mm-hmm. when people can see you and create, and you're creating the atmosphere for them to see your genius. And then mm. what kind of experiences, opportunities, conversations, relationships come out of that, that's PR. And uh. if you're a digital entrepreneur, people need to see what you're doing. So mm-hmm. say we're at Trader Joe's. And we see each other, Margo, oh, I love you. Yeah, of course, I love Margo. But we're having a conversation. Margo, what are you up to? You're like, well, I have this great podcast. And you tell me all about it. That's amazing, Margo. What happens when I'm at a meeting three days from now? And they're like, you know, I need a creative person to do X. And I'm like, hey, Margo, you just mm-hmm. did PR because mm-hmm. you told me about it. And that helped create another opportunity for you. The same as like, if you, huh. I'm like, if you see... If you see me on CNN talking, yeah. right, that's that's PR too. But if, if you're a smaller business owner, I almost want you to be in your temple parking lot or your church parking lot talking to six yeah. girls yeah. about what you do. I so, mean, when you stop and think about what you just said, if if you all out there listening are thinking <laughs> about that, think think of a time when when you can be like you're nodding your head like, oh, yeah, that that conversation got me this meeting or that contact or this job or this boyfriend or whatever it was, you know? Yeah. I got my husband that way. So, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I tell Cooper, my son, you know, I, I, um, he wants to go to, uh, there's a performing arts high school in the next town over and it's public, but you, you, there's only a few people that you lottery in and, uh, you know, it's a lottery, so it's chance. Mm -hmm. But I, I also said, buddy, you know, you, to them, you're just a name on a list. If you write them a letter or do a little stop motion video or whatever works for you, send your potential client an email, for example, mm-hmm. with your art in it, you aren't just a name on a list anymore. So just don't just be a name on a list. Like, cause what's that? That's just, that's just data, you know? Yeah. It's not going to get you anywhere. I have, I actually talked to a friend of mine today who's a Forbes writer and she sent a thank you note to somebody in the office. Hmm. Um, that thank you note got her a, um, a deal mm-hmm. working with this company. And she, and she asked the person that called her, she's like, how did you find me? She's like, Oh, so-and-so got your thank you note. And then we all saw in the office. And when we were mm-hmm. talking about X, I thought of you. So I want mm-hmm. everyone listening to really think about like, let's take the TV and podcasts and radio and all that stuff off the table. What can be, you be doing in your business that somebody's going to talk about you somewhere else? Because mm-hmm. that referral base, and I'm most of what I do and most of my clients, they don't get their business from being on Facebook. Right. It's from 
other people knowing what they do and then somebody yep. asking and they're the answer. This is a golden conversation. This is, <laughs> I'd say the question I get the most, mm-hmm. the most is how do I get myself in front of the right people? How do I do it? And I it's think asking for it, it's really, yeah. that's all it is. Like if I say someone's listening that thinks they're a good fit for your podcast, if you're mm-hmm. not applying to be on this podcast, how would I know? How would you know? Mm-hmm. You can, you know, well, I, you know, I'm not on it. Well, that's not going to change if you don't do anything. So that right. like being in motion and doing the stuff and mm-hmm. doing the scary stuff, mm-hmm. that's what's actually going to move the needle because anyone listening, that's a small business owner, entrepreneur, expert, designer, whatever you are, like everything that we actually do is about developing our- ourselves from the outside, from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know, um, Tiffany Hahn has a course called a hundred rejection letters, I think it's called. And guess what happens if you're, if you get a hundred rejection letters, that means you're putting yourself out there. And one of those or seven of those or 20 of those is going to say, oh, you know, it's not right for me, but let me, let me tell you, let me tell so-and-so about you. Or could you write me again in the spring? Or, oh, this is great. If it, it was yellow instead of pink, I'd like it even better. It's just, and if you don't put yourself out there, nobody knows. So I'm challenging you right now. Yes. <laughs> go do but, something. <laughs> so I, I have the something. Yes. Um, this is where the expert. I usually, I usually hold this for my clients because you're Margo's people. I'll tell you. <laughs> so I want everybody to open their phone. I'm always okay. Like, open, like actually open your phone. Go to your town's Facebook page. It could be your town, your, your high school, your college, something when there's a group of people who are not all entrepreneurs and don't do what you do. Mm-hmm. And just write this on the screen, on the, on the post. Do you or someone, you know, work in media? That's it. And then, and then DM us, you know, or tag us and put it on social so we can see what you're doing. But this is something I have everybody that starts working with me. And the way that I came to it, Margo, was I um, was working on getting a book agent for my book, for my cocktail book. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't know anybody. So I went on my town's Facebook page and I wrote, who knows a book agent? That's all I wrote. Mm-hmm. Eight strangers who don't know me, did not know my parents. I live in the same town as my parents. Did not my in-laws. I live in the same town as my in-laws. <laughs> Nobody, no connections, zero multiple mutual friends introduced me to book agents. And I got on the phone with all of them. Wow. That is fantastic. What a great example. It's true. And, and really we're all so closely connected. We're all one degree. Basically, if you can, if you think about that example, that's a great example. Because if you, if you stop to think like, Oh, who of my friends know, but we're not, it's just networking. It is. It's just making friends. Like we never really get out of high school in that way Mm -hmm. because PR is making friends with the media. So I have mm. certain friends in different media outlets that I've, mm-hmm. yes, they're my colleagues, but I've made relationships with them mm-hmm. and we support each other in what we do because otherwise it, when it's so transactional, it makes me feel poorly. I don't like mm-hmm. it. Right. Right. That's really well said. Right. And that's my point of view is like, you have to get real, be yourself. Don't hide mm-hmm. to get the visibility, the PR that you want. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say there was an opportunity at Alt Summit right before COVID shut that on down to sit in front of a panel of some pretty connected people. And I know at least one listener here did that. And 
you know, it was able to talk to, it was TV, it was LA, it was things like that. But that seems like, you know, it's, it's, I'm going to circle back to like in the old days when we had, when there were more <laughs> shelter magazines and things like that, you would be, I, I did a lot of work with shelter magazines. So I, I had a lot, I did a lot of photo shoots. I was in a lot of photo shoots, but guess what? It wasn't because my house and my product was better than anybody else's. It was because I knew the people doing the photo shoot. That's why. And they were like, Hey, we need a, we need a thing. Do you have a thing? I got a thing. Got a thing. Um, But then you, again, that those connections then grow. So I think it would be great if everybody here thinks about like how to get involved. And I would love to know from you for the small business person, you know, how can you use your message um, to, and maybe, maybe media and television and radio and podcasts, whatever is a goal but there's a lot of steps along the way that will help your visibility. Oh yeah. Well, at first it's feeling really clear on what that message is. Mm. I feel like in this digital space that we're on and when I say digital entrepreneur, like everyone's a digital entrepreneur. If you don't own, even if you own a brick and mortar and you have a mm-hmm. digital part of your business, we're all digital entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. but we go, we get so stuck in the wording. I don't have a clear message. My branding's not correct, right? Like my funnels don't work. And what, are those, what does your message actually mean? What is that that you want other people to know? That's mm-hmm. all it means. So mm-hmm. I always say to my clients, mm-hmm. what is that one deep, dark place in your gut that, that's, has, that houses what you need the world to understand about how you feel about life? Mm-hmm. Like, what is that deep, deep down feeling? What's the thing that you find yourself thinking about when you can't sleep? What's the, ask your, your spouse, mate, friends, like what's, What's a, what's a Margoism? What's something I say all the time that I'm not aware mm-hmm. that I'm saying mm-hmm. like my, I need the world to understand that you can create your own opportunities for success. That's, mm-hmm. and if you listen to me well enough or long enough, mm-hmm. you hear me say it all the time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. let's figure out what that message is because getting stuck in the message piece of it is yeah. where a lot of people just stop. And I want everyone to hear this. You can have a message this quarter, meaning January, February, March, and a different quarter, April, May, June a different mm-hmm. message. It doesn't need uh-huh. to be the same. So take that pressure off of you that you have to have this thing. You really don't. You need to right, have this I can thing see how now. that would stop people. Right. So what do you want to talk about for the next eight weeks? Are you right? asking? Mark, are you, yeah. Are you asking what do you, is it purple? Like, you know, I'm going, exactly. is it char- chartreuse air headphones? You know what? what I'm it? super excited about um, windowsill, my windowsill workshops, but my always, my message, my core message is I love getting artists further along than they thought they could get themselves. That's what I love to do. So I like saying to you, you can do this thing that you didn't know you could do. You have the creativity, you have the chutzpah, you have the connections, you have the ability to get yourself there. You just might not realize it. Right. And here are the five steps that I, that that are my framework for what I teach. These are Mm -hmm. the five steps. Mm -hmm. And that's where you, that's when that's it. Yeah. I, I hope I take a lot of the like pressure off of it. Margo said what she really wants everyone to understand. Let's attach five, three, five, seven, because we like the odds, three, five, seven tips to that. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Put it all over your stinking social. Like, so if, if we took us, let's have a, um, mm-hmm. you know, a, a pretend person, because there's a lot okay. of them that out there that have the same missions and, and to get to those people that are listening. And, and it's an artist that wants mm-hmm. to, um, to, make money off of mm-hmm. the art they're making to, to be in touch with the right clients, maybe have an agent, that kind of a, that kind of, that kind of a goal. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
So I would guess it might be something like, I would like to get my art in front of the right people and have it be a profitable hobby. Yes. So my first thought on that is like, okay, great. Where are those people reading, watching, and listening? You can ask them guys. It's really mm-hmm. okay to ask your people, yeah. ask your audience. Like, this is what I would say. Hey, I'm working on a new project. Will you tell me what you're reading, listening, and watching? Mm. And then what, that's it. Doesn't need to be a big explanation. They're already in on you and they want to help you. So let's make, let's let them help you because people want to help. Yep. They Take do. all of that information, right? Make a list. So five people said this, seven people said this, whatever it is, that is the first place that you're going to go look for opportunities. Mm-hmm. You're going to go look on Facebook at their social media. You're going to look on their Instagram. You're going to see what they're doing, what they're talking about, what, they're, what their platform is, do, is about and where you can fit it. Mm-hmm. So what's a platform that you think that might be? In that I'd say survey? Instagram, LinkedIn, um, those two. Okay. So for like, can you give, like, give me a brand name or give me like a plot, like Rob's. Oh, you mean like a store like, anthropology, like, anthropology. Okay. So you want to be in anthropology. So being on their social, understanding what they're looking at and what they're doing, right. Is the first step to make sure that you align with who they are. Exactly. Like if they're, I think a lot of people aren't remembering, you need to align with that. Comp- like, are you yeah. doing, is the stuff you're doing, is it even going to fit? Like find those that's the thing to ask yourself first. Right. Do you have that aesthetic? Right. And then for the PR piece of it, like it's great to get bought and to be in the store, which I actually, a side note, I just went to the anthropology and I bought the sweater and I have not taken it off. Like I, (laughs) I freaking love this sweater, (laughs) you know, not, they're not, I have to like take it off for my stories and I put it back on, (laughs) but where is anthropology, anthropology showing up in their publicity? Right. Are they showing up on the pages of this magazine? Are they, mm-hmm. is their execs being interviewed on this podcast? Are they mm-hmm. uh, show, doing shows, fashion shows on the Today Show? Seeing where they're being and aligning yourself for being there also will allow anthropology's people to see you the same as them. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're also on Margot's podcast. Oh, they're also in X magazine or they're mm-hmm. also in X whatever. Like that's how you directly have a strategy mm-hmm. for being where you want to be. Because you're going to be calling anthropology's people and getting to see your portfolio, right? You're going to be doing all that. But if you're also aligning your brand and your business with who they are, then it's a, then they're like, hey, they're, she's already in. She's already, yeah. she already understands the aesthetic. This is great. And that, that little piece of like supporting them and being aligned with them, that makes all the difference. And it, all, it, all it is is research. I love that. And who, who doesn't like to do some good research? I think that's so fun. Oh my God. Research and a good iced tea. (laughs) You know, in the very beginning of COVID, when we were all kind of like the curtain was pulled back and, you know, all the Hamilton people were in their kitchen dancing around and stuff, (laughs) anthropology. And if you go back to then, if you just scroll back in their feed, they were um, doing things where it would be like, Hey, I'm Mary Jo Jones. And I am the buyer for, um, home and I've been in anthropology for 15 years and I'm coming to you from, and here's what I'm excited about these days. And it gave you their name. I'm like, this is gold. Cause there was their name. There was what their job was. There was what they were interested in. There's what their house looked like. <laughs> it's just like everything. Hey, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Well, that also like gives me another opportunity, an opportunity tip. So I was watching NBC news, this woman, Lila, 
I'm sorry, Lila, I don't remember your last name. Lila something is a correspondent. Mm-hmm. I email, I messaged her after the segment saying how much I enjoyed the segment, why it resonated with me and what I thought about it. Mm-hmm. And guess what? We've corresponded. I am going to ask her for a favor. I am going to ask her for a certain person at a certain show that I've been trying to connect with, mm-hmm. but we've talked for a week already. You know, so- that goes so far. If people, I know I probably shouldn't even say this out loud, but if somebody DMs me, I notice. Right. If somebody, if somebody writes me a note, I really notice. Are you kidding? Right. It's, and if this, so will all the people you want to get in touch with. Exactly. If this buyer at anthropology, you are starting to be in her DMS and you're Mm -hmm. liking her post and you're not commenting like cool. And you actually have something to say, I guess that's, that's one caveat. You actually have to have something of substance to say. True. That's very good point. (laughs) Whatever it is that you're saying, for example, I, I was working with somebody who's like, I just want to make women feel beautiful. That's awesome. But what else? What is mm-hmm. underneath the women feeling beautiful? What if for her, it was self-esteem. And so, also, I feel like it's making them feel seen. Yes. For instance, if you're if you find out who this person is and you follow mm-hmm. them on Instagram and you because I've done this. I've set my sights <laughs> on a couple of people I wanted to know. I'm Woo-hoo! not going to mention any names, but I'll tell you it works. Um, and I was, I was just showing up. I was showing up in the comments, put, put it on. So you are notified when they post, because mm-hmm. usually people are in there for a few minutes and I would go in there and I would say, I wouldn't say, I wish you would look at my art. I would say, no. oh my gosh, your dress is awesome. Or, oh, I think this or your dog is so cute. Have, you know, whatever it was something that they would. And maybe if you're in there four or five times saying something valuable or something kind or guess what? They start to be like, Oh, Beth Nydick. I've seen that name a couple of times. And then, you know, yeah, it works. And then you make a friend and in the, in the media business, we're all making friends, but we also know why we're making friends, mm-hmm. right? Like she knows why you're in her DMs, but she's going to look, she's going to go and look at your Instagram and see your designer or whatever you make. She knows yeah. why you're making friends, but Hey, can what? I pop she... you on my mailing list? Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. but if she's responding to you, that's, that's like, it's a warm lead guys. It's a it's warm a, lead. It's a warm lead. So create those warm leads. It just, I find that so many people definitely in the creative sector, they because their head space is so creative mm-hmm. that when they get to like the business side of it, it's so hard because it like, uh, like when numbers come up, I just turn it's daunting. Off. Like I'm not good with yeah, numbers, no. right? It's just Mm-mm. too much. So I'm hoping that you could hear, like, it's actually just making connections with the people who can cur- help, help you create that opportunity. Okay. That's awesome. Making connections with the people that can help you create that opportunity for yourself. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Be- but be- also, cause I want, cause people get scared of the media or scared of the buyers. Like, doesn't that buyer need you? Don't yes. they need to? Well, there's a good point. Guess what? You guys, it gets easier and easier. I was talking to somebody in my DMS today that was saying I've, I was, I've been so kind of hated asking people to be on my mailing list, but it does get easier. Those buyers need you. So the fact that you're in there thinking like, Oh, this feels a little like, you know, weird to be yep. st- stalkerish. It's not because those buyers are always looking they, to keep their job, they need you, you know, mm-hmm. don't forget that part. No, they That's need that. Point. And if they're, but if they're, you know, posting or commenting on a platform, let's, let's say real simple, just cause I, I was working yep. with them today. So the people that you're trying to reach could be reading real simple. 
right? So pinpointing a writer at, at Real Simple that talks in your genre and having a conversation with them. And then that's something you would go back to the buyer and say, hey, I see you read Real Simple. Here's an article I was in. Mm -hmm. So it really comes full circle. And it's the other way around too. Hey, I see you like Real Simple. Do you know that writer? I'd love to get in touch with her. Like Mm -hmm. we're as women of a certain age, Mm -hmm. we're taught, right? To not ask questions and not ask for stuff. That's true. That's Mm -hmm. one thing I actually really admire about millennials that they are not afraid. They mm-hmm. really aren't. So I put on my, my millennial hat sometimes when I'm a little afraid and mm-hmm. I just have that bravado and move forward because I've never been asked a question in that way and said no. And I most people won't. That's that is such a good point. It's really true. All you have to do is ask. And yeah. it's really it's kind of refreshing sometimes, most of the time. So what's a no <laughs> gonna do? Well, what's a no gonna do? Is it gonna crush you? No. Exactly. Like, exactly. It means you asked. It means you asked and being able to get to, to connect the message of what you want your art to say with the platforms that you want to be on and being able to make that connection so that you do have the opportunity to, to show your stuff. Like that's everything. That's the visibility piece, right? That's we talk about PR, like it needs to be external, but right. that buyer seeing your, seeing your portfolio, that's visibility, yeah. right? That's going to get you the opportunity. And if you're not ready for anthropology, she knows everybody else because everyone exactly. knows everyone in the same industry, right? So moving forward through that. I would always, I would never have anybody walk through the doors of my store or my showroom or anything what, that I wouldn't say if, if I didn't feel like it was right for me, I, and this is me as a person, but I'm not alone in this, right? Gosh, I, this work is wonderful. It's not right for me right now, but why don't you talk to X, Y, or Z? I mean, that right. happens all the time. Or you could even say, if you're writing a letter to that um, person and you're showing their work, if this isn't right for you right now, I would love any suggestions you might have. And they might very well give you some. That's fine. And then taking, taking what you're doing and having the strategy behind it. And when, again, that's not one of those words that messaging, that branding, that strategy, like it just means having a plan. So I'm going to connect with these 10 people this quarter. This is something that I do personally in my business and with all my clients. We pick 10 to 15 places, people's platforms that we want to be on, connect with, talk to. And then we try. And guess Mm -hmm. what? Usually, let's say three, two or three people it works out with and you take them into the next quarter and you just do that over and over again. So Mm -hmm. if it's only, say it's two people every quarter, two, four, six, eight, that's eight people. That's your whole business, guys. Yeah. Like you don't need more than that. That's very really, true. Because how many people do those eight people know? Mm-hmm. But again, it's fine. Like we talk about finding your tribe or finding, it's the same thing. You know, yeah. I, what just came up for me was like, well, what if I'm not good at making friends? Like, <laughs> that's what, that's what I just heard in my head. Because you know, pe- I'm sure somebody out there is saying that mm-hmm. again, it goes back to just, just being yourself. And you could yeah. say, I'm really nervous emailing you. I'm this, you know, this is hard for me. That's okay. Because guess what? The person on the other line has had that same feeling. How refreshing would that be? Honestly, I'm probably going to pay more attention to that, you know, to somebody being real. And we were taught, you were saying um, before we pressed play to your people's stories, your stories, you know, how important those are. It's everything. everything. It really is. And, you know, again, with the words, everyone's like, well, what's your founder story? What's your, this story? What's your, that's, what's your pitch? again, goes back to what's that thing you want everyone to understand. And then just connecting something that's happened in your life, start paying attention to the things that are going on around your life 
for you to be a part of the life itself. Like I'll tell you a quick story. My husband took me out for dinner. It's cold here in Jersey. I'm like, where is he? <laughs> he, he reserved an outdoor thing. And I was like, that is not happening. And it was, and if, if you don't know me, I'm, I like a little bougie and it was, so I was like, I'm not eating here and eating out, like wearing my coat, eating this food was not happening. So we go inside, you know, and we're like, Hey, do you have a seat inside? Yeah. So there was a seat in like one side of the restaurant or there was a seat by the door and it was, fr- like I said, it was freezing out. There's a couple behind us. My husband says to the girl, can we go, can we wait for that table? It's too cold by the door. She says, sure. The table behind us. The woman's complaining that it's probably going to be too cold, but guess what? They went and sat that table. They, uh-huh. they had a reservation before, like, and to me, that's the story. And I'm going to tell it this week on my Instagram story. So don't tell anybody, <laughs> but that's the story about asking for what you want and being yes. aware of what's going on around you. Because I, I had I think a great table. <laughs> that second part we is sometimes overlooked, sometimes overlooked, being aware of what's going on around you. Being aware of that person you're talking to, being aware of what their business creates, what it looks like. Do they use pastels? No. So don't send them any, you know, being aware of who's in line behind you. I I love to, to me, that's the big negotiation. Mm -hmm. It really is. It's so fun. Yeah. And even like, I I'll tell you guys the story quickly. So there's um, a big TV personality that we're friendly and I like, and I was going to be in her town and I messaged her and I was like, Hey, can you, do you have time for coffee? And she wrote back, I'm in Florida. And I was like, crap, I didn't look at her Instagram. Oh. Like, so I just messaged her and which is true. Cause I do, I was like, oh, I don't look at it for a few days and I don't know where you are. Yeah. You know? But I, I could have sat in, she hates me. She thinks I don't pay attention. Like I could have right. sat in all of that instead of like, oops, I made a mistake. And guess what? She's gonna She responds like, she's not going to not be my friend. Cause I made a mistake like that. Exactly. So I, no, I want, I want to like everyone to get like, I, I hope today we've taken away some of the heaviness of doing this, of going yes. out and being yourself and letting people see who you are. And the onus is on you to get noticed because all these activities that you're not doing is not getting you anywhere. So if you try one thing and you're <laughs> successful, you put one foot in front of another and it just works. But so often I find, especially people in the creative space that it's, I'm not good at business. It's not, you know, I'm more of a designer. I'm more of this. I'm more of that BS. Yes. We can all, right. We all have relationships. We can all make friends. And it's not like you're making a best friend. You're making somebody who peripherally knows you and you peripherally know them. Exactly. Exactly. And the, the gal in Florida, honestly, <laughs> if it were me and you're, and you didn't know that I would be like, oh, good. She's not stalking me. That's <laughs> kind of refreshing. I like what you said. All the that. activities you're not doing are not getting you anywhere. <laughs> They're not I like all I, that 10 miles. You aren't walking is not getting you any thinner, Margo. Let's connect it to working out. If you just go from your bed to your desk, to your kitchen table and don't work out, you know, you're going like, to all those, all those, all those letters you're not sending out are not getting you any jobs. All those like, lottery to, tickets. You're not buying. I do. I do buy the lottery tickets, but I have to be, I'll be completely honest with your audience. Like uh, there's a show I really want to be on and I haven't felt pretty lately, hmm. you know, so I'm not sending the emails. Okay. You look beautiful. Send well, an email. I got a facial yesterday. <laughs> so I did something for myself to make myself feel better. You I know, love this place deal. that I go. Yeah. And right? I don't want to take that lightly. Cause that really matters. It does. They make me feel good. They, they're so sweet. They bring me tea, like just doing something for my, and then today I sent out 10 emails and I was so proud of myself that I did it, but mm-hmm. I just don't want everyone listening to think like, well, 
she does this all the time and she's a she's a pro and she's just said like this is my real life um I think you I think you've seen this like I have a video that I did probably six or seven years ago now that I sat in the same room and I was like guys I don't know what the hell I'm doing like this is I'm so struggling in this and that's I get comments on that video all the time so Mm. when I'm doing my stories or I'm talking to people live or on podcasts like I really I I need to share that piece of it yeah. That no matter who you're looking at. Oh, I'll give you this funny story. So I'm working at the Tonight Show in L.A. in the late 90s. And Harry Connick Jr. is on with his whole band. His, you know, they've been around the world. They've been together for 20 years. I don't remember which guy it was, and I wouldn't say it anyway. But one of the band members is throwing up in the corner because he is so nervous oh. about going on the Tonight Show, even though he's played in front of hundreds oh, wow. of thousands of people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's. celebrities are always like, was that good? And you're like, really? Mm -hmm. You know, so Mm -hmm. I want to take, I just want to take a lot of that mysticism there is about or mystique about media and the people in media. Mm -hmm. Celebrities are the most insecure people usually, right? We're all a little insecure Mm -hmm. and we just want people to be like, you're so smart. You're so good. I like your stuff. Like that's, that's it. And being honest though, you can't make like, you have to be honest. True. Honesty is right? really helpful. Honesty is important. But understanding what your message is and being able to package it up is, is getting to the next level. So do all that, that first level stuff. Go on Facebook, po- post that. Go to your local stores and your church and synagogue and your mom's you know book club and flower club or whatever it is. Start there to get the mm-hmm. security that you can do it. I love Make that. yourself feel safe. And then the, my, I have a good friend named Sabina Hitchin. She's in PR as well. She says... You can draw, if you can draw a small circle, you can draw a big one. Mm. So playing big as Margo, you know, that's part of my whole thing. Mm -hmm. We have to play big. So let's get set up playing small, understand Mm -hmm. where we are. But if if this goes into third quarter, not allowed, you have to call me. Like this could not go on for months and months and months. I'll give you three months to kind of feel comfortable, but then packaging yourself up so that you have that message. You have your bio, you maybe even have your media kit together. You've really concentrated on what you want people to understand and where you want to be seen. And then it's again, getting some help um, and making some calls. I love it. Like that. And that's, that's like really the gist of what it takes. It's taking that it's having the false confidence and moving on with it. (laughs) Maybe false confidence turns into a little bit of actual confidence. It does. I don't like fake it till you make it because I don't think that's right. But I think that understanding the confidence is coming mm-hmm. and, you know, foreshadowing whatever it is that mindset exercise you need to do. But I think yeah. it's important to understand, like, this is the first part of what you're doing. And then mm-hmm. as you get better at it, you'll level up. You know, mm-hmm. there are people that go from nothing to good morning America. There are, those there two. are, but those people usually aren't set up to be able to monetize and vision leverage that kind of exposure. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. don't think like, you need to get like there. you were when you had a big exposure oh, and you story. didn't have your website. Yeah. Yes. Remind people of, of that. If they haven't, one heard. of my first TV, like actual TV, um, appearances was a Dr. Oz show. I went, like I went shopping. I had the dress and the hair. They did my makeup. You know, I had the whole TV experience and being a former TV producer, I was so happy to be back in the studio in front of the lights. And I had a great segment. I made avocado deviled eggs with Dr. Oz <laughs> and I get home you know, and I'm doing the social media and I'm actually getting interviewed from other people on it. And then I realized three days later that my opt-in was not working. And the thousands of people that came to my website, because at that time people went to websites, um, I captured zero emails. 
(laughs) I know it still hurts, but then, you know, that's what changed my life. That's what I vowed to never happen to me again and to not allow anybody that I come in contact with happen to them too. Because I do hear that story so often. Like, oh, my product got on Good Morning America. I was like, okay, great. So how did you monetize? What's the next steps? What are you doing? They're like, uh, my website uh, crashed and we lost X or what, you know, I hear, I hear those stories, but I think that for me, it's really taught me to take the moment to be prepared, take the time to have the people on your staff or your coaches or consultants to really be able to get you ready for Mm -hmm. the press and ready for your business, get to the next level so that you can do it without losing money, time, or hair, (laughs) (laughs) pulling your hair out without (laughs) gaining weight. Yeah. Yeah. That's a different one. Oh, such gems. I love talking to you because these are such real life. You, you, you have this really healthy, comfortable way of breaking it down and, and making it be like, Oh, maybe that is for me. Maybe PR completely relates to me as well. I so I appreciate that. Yeah, it really, it really is great. It's very refreshing. And, um, <laughs> how are ways that you, what's your business looking like? How are you working with people? What are you, how are you helping people do this? So right now I'm doing a couple of different ways. I have a group program coming out that's called get real PR, get real to get PR. It's a five week program where I, it's a, I'm calling it a guided collaboration. I'm going to hold your hand every step of the way, but I'm also, we're also going to collaborate as a group to be able to support each other because honestly, that's the way that I do best. And I coach the way that I do best. As always, you can work one-on-one with me as it is done with you or done for you. I have to tell you that I have the best staff. I have the best publicists that work for me. They are the, I call them my little pit bulls because they are just the most amazing. And I appreciate them so much. I always talk about them on podcasts because I'm not just the magic. I have a team of people who are also magic that I put together that I, and I actually just realized that I'm all women. So I'm very excited about that too. That's cool. Um, And my whole focus is making sure that, and anybody else is not going to do all the work and make the same mistakes that I did. Instead, they're going to have somebody holding their hand, really guiding them through what they need to get done with an eye to their holistic business. Because what I find is a lot of people, I only do marketing. I only do PR. I'm only a copywriter. But if somebody isn't looking at the whole picture of what you're doing and how you can actually monetize everything that you're doing every day, all those activities, that's Mm -hmm. my sweet spot. Um, And that's what I love to do. You know, when you say, what's that thing you can do with your eyes closed? I can see everyone else's business and the holes in it. Mm. Can't see my own. (laughs) (laughs) well if someone can see yours and you can see someone else's then you're then you're golden well you know let's talk about coaches having coaches like I have Mm -hmm. my own people that help me and that can see that stuff for me and that's why Mm -hmm. I'm leveling up and people are seeing more of me um but I never want to lose touch with that newer person to PR that person that has something real to say that just can't figure out a way or just doesn't have the knowledge to let other people know what it is because Everyone's message is important. My message of creating your opportunity is important. It's important mm-hmm. for somebody. I know in the world that God put me here because I need to impact somebody else's life. Mm-hmm. And every time I make an impact, I know I'm doing the right thing. And I know that when you design something or you help somebody else design something, like when you have one of your clients get their product in the place they never, ever thought they could get. Yeah. That's what lights your fi- the belly, your fire in your Love belly. So that's much. what gets you right. Mm-hmm. So that's what gets me is, you know, I do also love being on live TV, but helping (laughs) other people package themselves together so that they can make an impact on other people's lives. There's nothing more important than that. It's a, it's a, it's a similar, but slightly different 
passion. And I, and I think it's just watch seeing people shine, seeing who they are come out. It's yeah. And then in coming past their blocks and understanding who they are, because I think we said, I think they said this earlier, like what we do is all about personal development. It really is. Mm -hmm. And once you can open yourself up to what that development is and what it looks like, and let other people see your genius and not just mm. that shiny outside that you want them to see that actual inside that insecure, a little bit crazy, loves tuna fish for breakfast, Jersey nut job. Yeah. That's when people actually fall in love with you and they want to be part of your circle. And because the day we are talking about is you dear listener. Yes. 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 It's All you. We are seeing you and it's, it's that part. And that's, it's not easy to let that, that part out, you know, let uncover it. And it's so important because it is, it, it is what makes you stand out because it's your individuality. And, and it's your trauma. It's the stuff that's happened to you. Um, I'm not going to go into the whole story, but I had a very, very traumatic year, the year before I met you, Margo. And you're one of the people that helped me through it because I had mm. the courage to say, Hey guys, I'm not okay. And can you help me with this? Yeah. And it was yeah. a very personal issue. Mm -hmm. But I think that for me, that allowed me to stop the shininess because, and just be me. And yes, for a while, I too, told too many people too much stuff. I, I, I did hand to God. I did. I don't know. But when I pulled that back a little bit and wasn't so in my trauma and could understand where I was and under and understood that I'm only as good as the people I'm helping. I'm only, mm -hmm. and the way that I'm helping them is just to be myself. Mm -hmm. And to just mm -hmm. share who I am and share my troubles and share like momming is hard. How many times do we talk about that? Momming yeah. is hard. Mm -hmm. Th this small business ship, that's hard. Yeah. Life is not easy. A, so yeah. when you say to some your neighbor, like, I'm having a hard time. Are you having a hard time? And they go, oh my God, yes. I didn't know what this, like, it, that's what it's all about. There's this, and that is another thing that connects us. And I think mm -hmm. in this artist community or whatever community it's, I really realized it. And I know I've said this before, but I really realized it when I used to go do live wholesale shows and it was in New York, um, mm -hmm. downtown in the convention center. That's not there anymore, but you know, you would come every six months and it would turn out that the people right next to us, we had the same challenges as, but when you go home, the people you're talking to every day, you, you don't have those same challenges. So to be able to say, hi, how are you doing? Can I support you in something? And you're not competing with each other. You're supporting each other. And that's what we have. That's what so many yep. people um, listening, this, this artist community is a built on really. And that if we can help each other and help you get a little closer to where it is that, that feels like the goal, that's what it's all about. It really is. And that's why I decided to do these groups in collaboration. You know, I have my agency side of my business and I work one-on-one -on -one with amazing people, but I was missing that magic of collaboration mm -hmm. that like, okay, let's do a, a, let's do this exercise. Like there's an exercise that I really like called seven layers deep mm -hmm. where you're like, why do you want to be successful? And then why is that important to be successful? And you kind of bring it all the way down, um, to be able to, I've done that in so many of the people, like the, when I talk in my groups and it's just magic. And mm -hmm. for me, and the reason I do it is because it just opens everybody up to have those kind of conversations for the rest of the hour or the rest yeah. of the time that we're together. And that's the kind of question you can ask it. You could ask it every week about a different topic and it just takes you in and it cuts mm -hmm. right through those layers. And what an awesome opportunity 
to be in a smaller group with you and to collaborate in that way, instead of, you know, like, oh, I couldn't possibly, you know, be just a, a one-on-one client, but to have, I mean, what's better than collaborating? Cause you then meet all those other people. And there it's like you said before, you have eight friends and then you, they, then, you know, yep. 16 more people. And then there's 32 and it's you like knowing you, Beth, like Beth and I, um, met in a, in a group of small business women at the beginning of COVID basically mm-hmm. that we're trying to figure out like what to do next and lifelong friends. So, and, and I would do anything to support any of them. Of course. And, and that's what happens when you put yourself out there a little bit, because you're not only, I would imagine in your, in your course, you're collaborating, you're growing, you're, you're making friends, you're, you, you know, you're communicating and there's community that uh, things happen that you would never expect. They're not on the oh. list. I can't, I can't divulge the things that's happened, but when I say magic, I really mean it. I, I, it's like the universe is supporting us. I don't know what it is, you know, about eight, 10 women getting together and saying, okay, Margo, you have the next 10 minutes. We're going to mm-hmm. listen to everything you say, and we're going to support you on it. Like there's nothing mm-hmm. better than those kinds of calls and having other people who might be your ideal clients, listen to your message, listen to what you want to put out there and give you uh, like the feedback that you're not going to get normally because we weren't like when you're not in groups like this you're in a vacuum and mm-hmm. i've done it just like everyone else has done it like i put posts out and my mom calls me and goes that doesn't make sense <laughs> i'm like <laughs> I, don't, I don't do it as often anymore but she did it a lot in the beginning like what are you trying to say here and if i had a group of people and that's why i joined the group that we were in because you need somebody else to look at my stuff like somebody yeah, else to yeah. just look at me and be a part of it um and i'm gonna be doing this several times a year so i'm really excited about it because not only are we going to create a group of supporters for each other, but we're going to create the media that these people need to get their message mm. out and to make an impact. It's not, and we always talk about like making an impact on the world. How about let's make an impact on one more person? Oh, I like that. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like if your message can save somebody 20 minutes of feeling poorly, isn't that enough? Or how, about, how about a minute? Let's just go back to yeah, it is. save some, like if I'm going to, you can save somebody from feeling bad for one minute or one second. It, it's worth it. For me, in my life, that's that's what I want to be doing and helping those people not only not feel bad and feel supported and be able to get their message out, but then for other people to recognize how amazing they are. And then, mm. yes, getting them on local TV or national TV or that podcast they've always wanted to be on. You know, I, I hear so many times, well, you know, my friend has this podcast that's really that's really successful and I've always wanted to be on it, but I don't know what to say. Mm. And my response is like, did you ask her? And I, and the, the answer is usually no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, so what I do with them is I help them ask her, I help them help yeah. their friends. Yeah. And then as soon as we can do that, it moves on from there. But sitting in what you're doing by yourself, for me, it, I did it for like 10 years. Yeah. It just doesn't it, work. Same. No, it really doesn't work. It really doesn't. Because think about if you have that one goal mm-hmm. and you had, and you say, Beth or or your friends or whoever helped you reach that goal. What would that mean? That would mean you cracked that open and you get to go for the next goal and then the next one. And it's, and all of a sudden you're further than you, your dreams were allowing you to be. Right. Cause your dreams are not as big as your dreams actually are. And I really believe this. Like when you start talking about your dreams and telling people they are, they grow because you're, you're the support from other people allows that to grow because people think 
most people, not, I'm like, not you, if you're listening, but yes, you, if you're listening, <laughs> most people do think pretty small. Yeah. They just do. They think we're limited that, by our, I don't know, all sorts of things. We all know that Who know, whatever it is. I'm, I've always been a big thinker. I was brought up to be a big thinker. And I always find it so interesting when I say something and people are like, oh, I could never do that. And then when I say why there's not an answer. Right. Because not, that's how I am. What? <laughs> well, <laughs> guess what? There's you know, not a it, good for, answer. for me, it's, um, it's often been like, you just try things. You just go places. Yep. I do. Because I think life's too short not to. Right. And what's, and what's stopping them a lot of times is not having that support system in place Absolutely. so that you can go make those changes because I failed more than I've succeeded. Oh yeah. But right? we learned from that just more. So, you know, sometimes we learn the lesson. Sometimes we have to do it six or seven times, but yes, we learned the lesson from that. So, so Beth and I are going to be your support system. Yeah. Just DM us on that thing you'd like to do. Seriously. I do it all the time. I, it's uh, honestly one of those things that I do for my friends every day, but it's how I actually started doing all of this was I, there was a friend of mine, her name is Wendy. She was an interior designer. I was doing like a net, uh, a mastermind, like a local thing with her. And she said to me, can you just come to the library on Sunday or uh, not Sunday, Saturday? And can you just look at my stuff with me? Like, we'll have coffee and I'll like, I'll bring sandwiches. I came home from that meeting and my husband was like, can you do this already? Like it mm. wasn't even on my radar, but she, oh. the, she said to me, I can't believe how much you helped me in this hour. I paid other people $20,000 and never got this far because she mm -hmm. had been with a lot of coaches. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? what? Like, what are you talking about? And I didn't, I didn't even hear it. Right, but then when right. I had it reflected back to me from Andrew, mm -hmm. my husband, um, that I was like, oh, mm -hmm. I can do this. But then I had to get past my traumas and I had to get past yeah. my stuff. And I had to meet you and all the other ladies that we're friends with in this, from this group. I had to put my little tribe together, my little collaboration um, group. Um, and that's when everything changed when I could step into who Beth could be and yeah. not who Beth was. Oh, I like that's all the difference because we could be anything. It's just choosing it. But again, I want to go back to, you don't need to choose it forever. You need to choose it for three months because uh, in my head, keep reminding people of that. Yeah, yeah. I work in quarters. And even if you don't work your business in a quarter, th th three month stints, mm -hmm. right? For I'm like four, eight, 12, how many, how many weeks in a month? Right. So you're really doing this for about 12 weeks and then mm -hmm. you can change everything you've done if it hasn't worked, but right. what if it works? What, right. if it works? Right. <laughs> what if it happens? I love that. And that's it. So let's people... bring it really small so that we can yeah. be really big. And I do love that. It's, it's a quarterly, you get to change your mind Yeah, and you get to see what's working and do more of it or what's not working and do less. How do people find you and find out more about working with you? Oh, thank you, honey. I am Beth Nidick at every platform, bethnidick.com. And if you want to email me, it's Beth at Beth Nidick. You know, just put my name in that little search engine um, and I'll pop up. <laughs> right now, um, you can find all of my group program information out there. If you are interested in working with me one-on-one -on -one or just want to find out more, just DM me, just send me the words oh. and I will send, you know, and I'll, and I'll return to you. I'll return. I'm like, just send me the words and I'll return. <laughs> send me the words um, because I am really dedicated to helping a lot of people this year make those little tiny changes that make huge waves in their lives. Mm, that's so good. So good. Thank you. Who's inspiring you right now? You know what? My son is I like love that. He actually is. He went to, he transferred schools in the middle of the year. He knows what he, he does exactly what he wants to do in his life. And he 
sent out emails to people he never have spoken to and asked them questions to ask them favors. And he mm. made something happen for himself. So when you can see a 19 year old kid do that, it's just inspiring to know why these girls in their forties can't make the same kinds of moves. Thirties, forties, fifties, whatever good. it is. That's so good. That um, is and so, you always, you, know. you always inspire me, Margo. Thanks Beth. You do. I love listening to this Likewise. podcast. I love watching what you're doing. And I guess I just love your soul. So or as Chell says, I love your guts. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, this was the most refreshing conversation. I, it just speaks so much to um, what I believe people are capable of and what I see in people and, and the potential. And thanks for, thanks for having that conversation with me and, and bringing it forward. Every Come time back. I'm here. Every time. <laughs> thanks, babe. Thanks, darling. That's it for this episode of Windowsill Chats. Thanks so much for being here with me. It's just so great to be able to bring you these conversations with the fantastic people and wonderful friends that I've met and made along the way. Make sure you subscribe to Windowsill Chats on your favorite podcast app and please share it with a friend. And if this episode spoke to you, I'd really appreciate it if you would also leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can just go to the bottom of the episode you've just listened to and it'll let you leave a review. If you have any questions or want to check out more details or inspiration that we talked about, head over to the show notes at windowsillchats.com or tantowstudio.com. They'll both take you to the same place. I can't wait to share more stories with you again next week. I value your time and I absolutely believe in your potential. Have a great one, everyone, and stay creatively curious.